0: Hey Gabriel. Miss yes, Daniel. Don't you know that all dogs know how to swim? Oh, God. Hit the theme music. Yeah, and you know what?
1: I had nothing prepared, obviously.
0: I you, not only did I, I I did not think about that. Yeah, time.
1: we I, never do.
0: Uh, I was like, I need something to say. Oh, I know what it is, and mm-hmm. I said that. And you know what? Sticking to it. Speaking of Neil and gravel, this is going out to Shawnee B Horny from the Whip Round Podcast, and to Neil Heimsoff,
1: the man with the most gravelly voice I know, and his name's Neil.
0: Oh, you're going for the gravel. Uh, I was gonna say, I was gonna take a big drink of my coffee here. Mm. Take that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just watched you do it. It's, um, yeah, it's <laughs> just, like, I'm gonna take a big drink, gulp. Not gonna yep. say anything, huh? <laughs> nope. Not gonna fill in that silence? Nah. That's fine. Welcome, to your listener readers. Hello, everyone. To Slow Readers. Your weekly fast-paced
1: literature podcast.
0: Brought to you by Top Talent Radio. Here, the
1: conversation is always on books.
0: It's always on reading. It's always on words on the page. It's always on short fiction. It's always on short fiction collections. It's always on Nobel Prize winners.
1: It's always on novels.
0: It's always on... Uh, like Americana Gothic?
1: Um, according to my
0: notes, it's
1: something known as Southern Ontario Gothic. Thank you. That's not even a joke.
0: I, yeah, no, I saw that name. I I was like, it was something kind of like, like weird, like Americana. And you're like, yeah, that Ontario. Ontario Gothic. And I'm just like, "Uh uh-huh.
1: Which is a thing, I guess. Sure. Is it excessively polite murder?
0: There was this, uh, I remember on QI, they talk, uh yeah what no how dare you um <laughs> no the british I play a the, lot of words of friends the bbc uh uh game show um with the comedians and such and like they and had Sandy. they were talking about um the uh that there was like a southern gothic architecture mm-hmm. and the picture they showed was just like this old beat-up southern very rustic looking house but it had this gigantic like stained glass window cool at the front and they're just like you just can't Put a fucking gothic window (laughs) on something and be like, it's gothic now. Yeah, it was Flannery
1: O'Connor's house. Yeah, she's dead. She long dead. Uh, Gabriel. Yes, Daniel. Who are you? Hello, everyone. My name is Gabe Mara. I'm a comedian. Every now and again, I'm a writer and a podcast producer. And if you go to the right dive bar on the right night when the moon is full, you'll catch me slinging beers. Uh, Co-host
0: Daniel, who are you? Slinging beers. Slinging beers. You're more of a cocktail person. Yeah, but at the dive bar, it's mostly beers. That's true. I mean, really, do you think that at uh, at the bar that you like more or less kind of haunt right now? Yeah. Uh, that you're, it's more of like a beer joint. Sixty forty. Okay. Uh, I am Daniel Gonzalez. Hello, Daniel. An audio producer, editor, writer, and an author of fiction.
1: Yeah. And uh, here he dreamt he was an architect.
0: Here I dreamt was an architect. Plus, I'm the engine driver. That is yeah. two reference to the same. Also, Leslie Ann Levine. That uh, and Leslie Ann Levine. That's just, there's two. Okay. I don't know why Gabriel. Gabriel's Daniel's a up...
1: member of the Decemberists.
0: Yeah. What's with that? What? This is like the second time in a row that like recently you brought up a reference to the whatever Whenever you say writer
1: of fiction, I think of the song. The engine I driver. I am a writer, writer of fiction. That's true.
0: No, that's, that's, that's fine. All right. Yes. Except that's not in the song Here I dreamt as an Architect. I know. That's from, um, <laughs> um,
1: Engine Driver, isn't it? Engine Driver. Yeah. Yes. Great song. I really like that. I know.
0: And this is our show, uh, Slow Readers.
1: Yeah. Gabriel. Wait, what's our new branding?
0: Uh, this is the only explicit,
1: the only explicit literature podcast on iTunes. Yeah. Smash one button for us. Oh, call to action, Daniel, do you want to do it this time?
0: Yeah. Uh, when you hear us curse, hit the fuck button. Do a real one. <laughs> Uh, Yes, Uh, for people out there listening to the show, uh, for we just, yeah, we need you to, to do like one little thing, hit subscribe, another little thing, hit five stars, and you know what? One more thing while you're at it, leave us a review. <laughs>
1: press one button to support this show, that's all we ask for. Press the star button, press a follow, press a like, press a subscribe, do one whatever, <laughs> and if you can bother, please write us a review, because we need you to survive. Yeah, and Gab- I'm hungry.
0: Gabriel, you know what? Yeah. All those things, one button.
1: One button. That's it,
0: just one button. You can
1: do only one of those, All, and that's fine. Yeah,
0: it's just one button. All you gotta do is... write a
1: review. Do. It's a star emoji. Yes. Or the frown emoji. I don't care.
0: Why would you put the frown? Yeah, but give us five stars. It can be the the, the frowny.
1: Whatever emoji. you like.
0: So, Gabriel. Yeah. Now that we've done a call to action.
1: Yeah. Uh,
0: Gabriel... We have a story to talk about. We do indeed. Yes. Brand Uh, new author. Brand new author. Gabriel, last time I picked something, this time you're picking something. Uh Gabriel, what something did you pick?
1: I selected the short story Gravel from Mm. the collection Deer Life. By Alice Munro.
0: Yes, the 2012 mm-hmm. short story collection and Gabriel, Nobel Prize
1: winner Nobel, for literature. Nobel
0: Prize winner. Yeah, uh, you did some research. I just want to preface this by saying that um, I I uh, I mentioned this last time at the end of last episode. You did. Uh, Alice Munro is a name that like I see all the time. Yeah. I know nothing about her.
1: Yeah, it's an, it's another one of those like like fiction names you know about like like Doctor O. No, nothing about Doctor O. Yeah. Um, I... who
0: wrote the short story <laughs> at "Labor Days"? Based on, uh, I think someone you listened, you you it like did, a or Joan, like some 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 Joan, a Joan. I'm not too sure, but um, yeah, I know, like, yeah, it, this is like one of the many kind of writer, like you, like when all the awards considered great, you Joyce say, Maynard, Maynard,
1: yeah, Joyce Maynard, another name of like, oh, a great of literature, who's. Incidentally, also a woman
0: who I just am not familiar with. Yeah, that's so tr- interesting. Um, Yeah, but Gabriel, uh, you've done some research on this author. Sure have. Can you tell us a little bit about uh, uh, Alice Munro, Alice, Monroe, Monroe. Alice Scholar, J- Joyce it, Maynard. <laughs> <laughs> I had that, I had that in my, uh, name in my head.
1: All right. Alice yes. Ann Monroe, nay, Laidlaw. What mm. a great last name. Like Alice Laidlaw? That's a kick-ass last name. She was born on July 10th, 1931 in Wingham, Ontario in Canada. Monroe's fiction is most often set in her native Huron County in southwestern Ontario. Huron? Huron. Huron?
0: Yeah, like Huron, like the like the Native American really? tribe. Huron? Well, is it H-U-R-O-N? H-U-R-O-N? Yeah. Huron, yeah. Did I make a hue? Like a hue, like uh, that's oh. one of the tribes from uh, uh, last Mohicans. At least that's how it's pronounced in there. All right, that,
1: like sounds, n- that sounds like a like a romanization.
0: It could possibly be, but any well, yeah. celebrated
1: celebrated celebrated New York writer <laughs> Cynthia Ozick has called her our Chekhov. As we said before, she won a 2013 Nobel Prize in Literature for this collection, Dear Life, for which they called her a master of the contemporary short story. She also won the 2009 Man Booker International Prize for her lifetime body of work. She's the first Canadian and 13th woman to receive the Nobel Prize in Literature.
0: Hey, the first Canadian? Yeah, first Canadian. Oh, good job, guys. Sneaking in there. Get on there, guys. No love for (laughs) Ella Montgomery? Damn. Anyway. Oh, that's right. She's Canadian. Yeah. Her father
1: was a fox, mink, and turkey farmer, while her mother was a schoolteacher. Okay. And Alice began writing as a teenager, publishing her first short story, The Dimensions of a Shadow, in 1950, while studying English and journalism at the University of Western Ontario. During this time, she worked as a waitress, tobacco picker, and library clerk. Because, why not? Mm -hmm. In 1951, she left school and married fellow student James Monroe. In 1963, many years later, the couple moved to Victoria in British Columbia, where they opened Monroe's Books, which is a bookstore that still operates today. Even though they divorced and they're no longer affiliated, really. Mm -hmm. You know, there's still a connection there. People still, like, talk about it all the time. My iPad just did that thing, right? Nope. Oh, here we go. oh So, Monroe's highly acclaimed first collection of stories, Dance of the Happy Shades, in 1968, won her her first Governor's General Award, mm-hmm. which back then was Canada's highest literary prize. She won it at least, I think, two more times. So, since the 1980s, Monroe has published a short story collection at least once every four years. Mm. Um, take that, Ted Chiang. Most recently in oh one, oh four, oh six, oh nine, and twenty twelve.
0: Yeah, well, uh, again, she's only done short fiction.
1: Yeah, she has not run, written a single novel. Yeah,
0: I was gonna say, I'm trying to think like in terms of short. O- I don't think anyway. Yeah, we don't think. Please
1: correct that if I was wrong.
0: Um, but I was gonna say like uh, I don't know, in terms of short, like that's a regular pace, four years. I mean, that's just yeah. regular. I mean, for a collection of short stories, not many people like Ted Chang who clip. like who like spend like a year writing a short story
1: between playing of robots and writing manuals. Yeah. I know <laughs> Her work has been adapted into multiple movies Most notably Sarah Polly's 2006 film Away From Her Which is based on Munro's story The Bear Came Over the Mountain Also known as Bear Bear Runny Piece of Shit Okay. From 2001 collection Hateship, Friendship, Courtship, Loveship, Marriage <laughs> The story is a laugh a minute movie About a couple whose marriage is tested When the wife gets Alzheimer's And starts falling in love with someone else At a nursing home So, mm. Yeah it's a real riot
0: yeah. The person who wrote the story gets kind of dark, doesn't
1: she? Yeah, I think that she likes to navigate, you know, the internal life of people and regrets and our actions and the things we just do.
0: Yeah, it's very, very Oatsy, very Faulknery. y
1: Yeah, yeah um, speaking of which, um, one of her main features is like the kind of omniscient narrator who mm-hmm. serves to make sense of the world. A lot of people compare Monroe's small town settings. And, like, a lot of them like her Huron County. <laughs> Swallow settings compare him to like the rural South of the United States, like in Faulkner and Flannery O'Connor.
0: Oh, those two weirdos. Uh huh. They're fucking yeah. weird, man.
1: Much of Munro's work exemplifies the genre known as Southern Ontario Gothic. Not North. No. <laughs> Not the North No.
0: Not, I don't know if there is a Northern Ontario Gothic. Wasn't the North Ontario just like an I, I, like an Arctic Yukon, winterland or something? Yukon like Gothic? Yeah. Ozark Gothic? It's like saying like it's like the desert basically I know, but it's, it's like something
1: extremely specific which I'm you it's, know I I not just call
0: it Ont- I don't know. Or, yeah,
1: un- Ontarian Gothic? I don't know. Or Canadian. Yeah. Wh- Do like
0: the states of Canada really differ from one another?
1: I suppose I mean I guess that's why we have Southern Gothic and we have Northern Gothic and we have Western Gothic. But
0: America's huge though. That's why like we have Canada's like Canada's also huge. No it's all along the border. Like everything North of that is all just blank space basically. And mm, that's not me Taylor making fun Swift. of Canada. What's gotcha. that? What was that? A reference to Taylor Swift,
1: a blank space.
0: She has a song called blank space.
1: I got a blank space, baby. And I'll write know. your name. I did not know. that. Anyway, Uh-oh. here's the end of the notes. Really? Monroe's work is often compared to the great short story writers and her stories. As in checkoffs, plot is secondary and very little happens. dear life was published in 2012. Most of the stories, including Gravel, were initially published in The New Yorker, especially Gravel was published on June 20th, 2011, in The New Yorker, which handily brings us to... Gravel, gravel, gravel. Gabriel, do
0: you know what year this was published initially? I
1: just said it. Twenty eleven.
0: Twenty eleven. Thank you. The
1: short story was okay. the collection. Twenty twelve.
0: Yeah, I was gonna say like uh, so yeah, I was just uh, okay, cool. So that makes you would have
1: heard if you hadn't bumped your dick against a table.
0: Yeah, no. I, well, I was gonna say that because um, from the the thing that I read that I found was really interesting is that um. Authors tend to not do this because if you let them do it, they won't stop doing it. Is that she loves revising her previous yes, work. Yes, I saw that as well. Um, which is fucking nuts. Mm-hmm. Uh, that, that is like I can't stress like it's it's not. Yeah, no. She it, remixes. She remixes. She it, like authors do and don't do that. Like in and, and the crazy thing is that like, yeah, no, the common thing is that like any author goes back and does something that they've done already They'll like, they'll you usually know,
1: cannibalize it into something new.
0: Cannibalize it or they want to just do another draft. Yeah. like that is like the thing is like you can't just look back and think like, it's perfect. be like, no, I want to do more work to it. Is she George Lucasing these? Ah, uh, not, I would, I would dare <laughs> say that, but like, clearly it's not, not for the worst. Yeah. It's not a, it's not a literal thing. Cause mm-hmm. me, those are, those are fucking mess. Yeah. But Gabriel, uh, that said, uh, uh okay. Let's stop. Okay. So not the stuff. How about oh, no, you, no. my man. Yeah. Tell the listeners
1: what happens in gravel I was like, by so, Alice Monroe.
0: I was going to throw it to you. Cause at this point I probably don't remember any of the names. But, uh, but, okay. I mean, the narrator's I'll, not named. I'll basically say this uh, uh, in brief. Basically, this is a story of like a, a, a narrator who's like recalling this moment uh, when she was a kid. She yeah. describes we, it. We can
1: assume it's a girl. It's not. It's never specified.
0: Oh, yeah? Mm-hmm. Hmm. Actually, that's a good point. I don't know if I've... Uh... Yeah, I didn't notice that. Yeah. Um, good point. I'm assuming it's, I'm assuming. We can it's ass- a I think
1: girl. we can assume it's a girl.
0: Uh, to be honest, like, this is one of those stories where, like, I'm not too sure if this was actually something that, like, it actually is referring to something in Monroe's past or what.
1: Yeah. but what um, was she, Jeanette Winterson? <laughs> <laughs> for all you winter
0: heads out there.
1: Yeah, for all you uh, Winter's comings.
0: Yeah. Uh, so yeah, this is the story. Basically, like a, she's recalling this moment when she was a kid, where she describes as that time that she lived by the gravel pit.
1: By the gravel pit.
0: Um, and basically, what had happened is that her mother, who had like kind of like a coldish marriage to like the the main character's uh, father, mm-hmm. um, basically leaves him after she discovers that she's pregnant, and and the child might possibly be belonging to this guy named neil 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 heimsoth neil heimsoth himself yes uh no this this guy neil and basically she leaves she leaves the father the mother leaves the father and then basically says like oh we're gonna live in like this fucking like a, a an rv or whatever it was They're a little trailer. Little
1: trailer like a hip a little more hippie-ish existence yeah
0: and she's like it's like she's super like Ni- I don't say like naive and like optimistic about it in the sense where she's like I don't need my shoes because yeah. at least at least once a week I'm gonna be I'm gonna be parading naked through the forest yeah, there's
1: something slightly more bullheaded than it is naive about it it's like I'm doing this thing I'm yeah. gonna live a free life now
0: she she believes that once she, that like and this... even Neil's
1: like you shouldn't really do the naked things so yeah it's yeah it's weird
0: it, it, it's it's yeah it is it's kind of like uh, yeah, anyway. yeah but it's um, kind of like a little more hippie-ish uh, basically and as the as you said uh, or as that person said it's like not it's not so much about things happening it's more just like what it's saying about it it's more like this feelings or whatever the only
1: other named characters are caro um uh the protagonists the narrator's
0: older uh, sister sister
1: and their dog blitzy
0: blitzy thank you and basically yeah getting into it is that like neil's like kind of like a uh he he like he was described as an actor but he's not really an actor at all yeah he like kind of acted kind of a layabout
1: kind of guy (laughs) kind of
0: a layabout has like this really kind of i forgot what the first thing and it said about like the things that he believes in, mm-hmm. but like it's like immediately a red flag. Yeah. Oh, do you remember? Yeah. Do me a favor. Look that up. See if I can know. find it. But like he, like yeah, he's kind of like hippieish, nicky kind of, but like in a way that's basically where he's just like kind of disguising his own like kind of sure. narrative Neil's on this. philosophy,
1: as he put it later, was to welcome whatever happened. Everything is a gift.
0: We give and we take. And immediately after, she's like, "I came not to." Yeah, trust I am people. suspicious
1: of people who talk like this.
0: Yes. Um, like kind of like the kind of person who's like saying like, Hey man, you know, whatever happens, happens. And yeah. like anytime that, that someone says that that's their philosophy, they're like, they're like hippie wannabes, you exactly. know, Exactly. Yeah. Like so-
1: you can't really trust someone who feels that way. No, I do not. Yeah.
0: Um, <laughs> but, uh, anyway, so yeah basically so yeah at some point you start seeing that like the mother f- kind of falls back on her being kind of like a born housewife yeah. essentially except now she's more poor yeah um and ba- and yeah uh and basically you start to see carol the older sister kind of grow slightly unhappy and there's this thing about how the dog they found at the old house and that how carol keeps bringing the dog on the bus to so that the dog can like, go to the old house? Is that what happens? I believe so. She brings okay. the dog
1: to her, the father's house.
0: Yeah and like no, not really explaining why she does it no one really yeah. asks her why she does it necessarily. and the
1: father it's not like the father's trying to be a part of their life either yeah. like he like kind of loosely is he like goes to Cuba he gets sick he gets a new like he gets a new wife
0: yeah he he like he's kind of heartbroken in the beginning but clearly after a while he like starts to like move on but yeah. not in the way that he's like really as you said kind of like trying to mm-hmm. connect with his especially the daughters
1: yeah he doesn't really care about the kids so uh,
0: much and then basically like yeah with the thing that you're kind of afraid is going to happen that yeah. is kind of hinted at this whole children
1: thing children and a dog living by an empty gravel pit that gets filled up with water during the spring
0: yes uh which is terrifying uh <laughs> it's terrifying and it's brought up immediately and it's constantly brought up throughout the thing and like the moment you're worried about the dog drowning uh, you know the dog's going to drown in there or you know the yes. dog's going to die somehow yes and basically what happens is that it was one what was it winter right i think spring was it spring I thought there was snow on the ground. I don't know. Maybe I'm just misreading that. Ah, Mm -hmm. Whatever. Uh, But uh, basically at some point, yeah, because they all had their, their, their winter coats on. Oh yeah. Um, basically like Carol tells the protagonist, Hey, go in there and tell them that, uh, that Blitzy, uh, uh fell in the water. And, the, and like, she, we're kind of in the stage where like our protagonist in the first person like says that like this might or might not have happened. Yeah. I think this happened, but it's I an kind unreliable of memory. Yeah. Like memories playing tricks. And she refers to saying that like, uh, you know, a, a psychologist or psychiatrist yeah, therapist in the future. Yeah. was
1: like assured her what actually might've happened.
0: But basically what it's described is that, Caro takes the dog, throws the dog into the gravel pit with the water Mm -hmm. and then jumps after it and then just jumps, just sprints right into the into the water as well. And here we have the protagonist going to tell her mother and Neil, who may or may not have locked the door because they're fucking. Yeah. Although, again, we don't know. Mm -hmm. And but we do know that a lot of ambiguity, our protagonist just. Does went it. to the door and then stopped and then just sat outside for five minutes. Yeah. Something like that. Uh, then the mother comes out and like, again, we don't really know exactly what happens, but like everyone gets very upset and like she goes in and then like Neil looks kind of miserable. Mm-hmm. Um, and then like, and then we kind of jump in later, th- later in life. And Gabriel, you probably remember this part when it gets a little bit like kind of like hazy and like her kind of miserable. Misremot- hazy memories. Yeah. Hazy memories. This is her hazy memory. Yeah. Uh, Gabriel, what happens at the end here? Help me. So
1: basically, um, and a lot of ambiguity and searching of memory Um, the the narrator looks back on how Caro and the dog Blitzy both drowned Uh obviously like She's not sure what the plan was. Was the plan to jump in there and then Mom and Neil would come out and help them all save each other and everything? Or was she going to kill herself? We don't, we don't know. The narrator doesn't know. Hmm. She finally, like, talks to Neil many years later. And Neil's response is like, yeah, whatever happens, happens, man. I don't know, dude. <laughs> and then that's really it. Carol looks, uh, not Kara, the, the narrator mm-hmm. looks back and is just not sure what happened.
0: Yeah, and uh, I think that's that's like literally how it it ends there. Yeah,
1: maybe. that's it. Okay,
0: yeah, and Gabriel, that's yeah,
1: the gravel, baby. I, 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 so, how much of uh, Monroe Mon- 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 have you read? So, I've only read the first story in the collection, "To Reach Japan," and this one. I really picked Alice Monroe out of a hat, really, because mm-hmm. i um, uh, You and I had just finished recording last week's episode about um about uh, Nazi literature in Germany, Roberto uh-huh. Bolaño, and um. I was, we went out to the bookstore and I was looking for like the best short fiction of the last decade. Mm-hmm. And the only book that was at the Iliad bookshop that was on the list, shout out to Iliad bookshop, shout was out. Alice Monroe's Dear Life, which I saw was a Nobel prize winner. Mm-hmm. As always, I try to read more women and you know, there's something about it that kind of caught my eye.
0: Yeah. What caught you? Are?
1: Um, it was The Feet. It was The Feet? Yeah. Yeah. Um. <laughs> no, it was, um. I don't know. Like like from what I could tell from the back, a lot of it is just like these human stories about uh just our failings and but it's told in a very Chekhovian kind of way, which was very appealing.
0: to Is me. this very Chekhovian? I actually don't know anything about Chekhov.
1: Um, well, uh he flies a spaceship. Is that a reference to something? It's Star Trek. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Rest in peace, Anton. Is he dead? Anton Yelkin?
0: Oh no, I'm sorry. I thought you said like <laughs> Anton, I thought you meant uh, uh
1: Walter Koenig. Walter
0: Koenig, yeah, no. Also there? also, for some reason I didn't I did not remember any fucking Star Trek names just like for the past thirty seconds here. Sure. Like any of them. You said Chekhov, like in like in Star Trek. It's
1: you know, sport. If huh? I'm Lenny Lenny Enamel. Do you remember
0: before when we we're playing uh Lovers in Lost Uh Time, whatever it was, and I kept sh- Lovers saying... Lovers in Dangerous Space Time? That's what it is. And like and I was just like I was like, Yeah, fire the, the, the lasers, Chekov and like how I know these names. Yes. Anyway. So, anyway. So Gabriel, yeah, <laughs> tell I me. Very, I picked
1: Alice Munro very randomly, and I read the first story in the collection. Uh
0: huh. Well, and uh, yeah. Sorry, what were you saying? Well, no, yeah. Uh, continuing that, um, yeah, specifically, you're like, we're gonna read Gravel. Mm-hmm. Uh, a story you had not read yet. No. Yeah, why did you select Gravel in particular? Well,
1: I wanted to make sure... Sh- I don't know how you pick your short stories for what we do in the show. I don't uh-huh. know if you just read all these things or you... like, You know, as I've said before in the show, I don't read a lot of short fiction. Mm-hmm. And when I do, I have to read a short story collection cover to cover. I don't like hopscotching. Yeah. For me, that kind of like really ruffles my brain. doesn't really work so well for me. Mm-hmm. But um, I had to pick one for the collection. So I went on Goodreads and one of the things were like 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 luckily for me summarize each short story give it a star ranking uh-huh. and gravel was the one that caught my eye the most okay so i really just picked it randomly
0: all right yeah, uh, this is the, uh, I, unlike you, I didn't even read the first few stories. This, you did This is the first story I've read from By
1: of Daniel, first
0: impressions. Uh, Yeah, I liked it quite a bit. Um, I picked it up and I, first I kind of got like a kind of like Carver-esque kind of yeah, feel. Yeah,
1: definitely Carver-esque kind of feel to this. A little bit of like Truman Capote.
0: Yeah, a little bit. Something like classic, like, well, I keep calling it, like, it's like perfect Americana. Even it kind well, of so, Southern Ontario she's, Gothic, but no, I'm sorry. Specifically, she's Southern Ontario Gothic. Yeah, no,
1: yeah. I don't know if you've read any Flannery O'Connor or Carson McCullers, but there's a lot. There's that similarity to that.
0: I, I've read some, uh, like O'Con- the
1: women of Gothic, li- like modern Gothic literature. I, I've
0: read some O'Connor, but O'Connor's shit is weirder. Yeah, definitely. Or maybe I've only read the weird things. Yeah, you know. I mean,
1: if if you've read Carson McCullers, you know it's it's weird. I haven't read Carson McCullers. It's about like like freaks. I like that though. Yeah, no, I'm, uh, we should do the heart of the lonely hunter. That's a great
0: book. Oh yeah, totally. Yeah, uh, but like, is Alice Monroe things like that weird? No, I, no, I they're, imagine... they're,
1: this is much more akin to like what Graham Greene kind of writes. If you could, if you could combine like Flannery O'Connor and Graham Greene and Truman Capote, it's what I get, and a little bit of Carver, it's what I get out of Alice Monroe.
0: Cool. That's it. I I liked it. You liked it? Yeah, I liked it quite a bit. What'd you like about it? No, it was just—it was just good fucking storytelling. Was it the drowning dog? Like, it's a yeah. Oh my god, I love story. I love stories where like the kid and the dog dies. Yeah. Um, Wait, So um, quick, let me
1: tell you what what, uh, what the first story is about. To reach Japan. Yeah. Okay. Japan. Go ahead. Um, let me know if any of this sounds familiar. Um, a woman who is dissatisfied with her marriage of a bland man mm-hmm. goes on vacation with her daughter. Um, while on vacation, she goes to a party. Um, she meets a man. Who hits on her, but like politely, and then she kind of backs off. But she's very attracted to him. Mm-hmm. She goes on a train to ride across the country, across Canada, mm-hmm. with her daughter to meet their husband. And while on the train, she meets a handsome man. Um, while her daughter is sleeping, she and the handsome man fuck. Mm-hmm. And then when she comes back, her daughter's missing. She is terrified. She finds the little girl like sitting in the middle of the train, like you know, the 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 metal part between cars. Yeah. Yeah. And then when she comes out of the train with, with the kid, um, the man who she met at the party runs up and kisses her. She had written him a letter, and um, it ends with the daughter staring at them, confused and pulling her hand away. End the story.
0: Yeah, no, that sounds. It sounds a little bit like like an like an Oates kind of theme. And yeah, like, where, like
1: without any of the supernatural.
0: No, uh, yeah, it's it's that, and less like violent and grotesque, yeah. probably. Like
1: it's it's. I keep on bringing this up because this is what I keep on looking for these days. Like, the fear, like, when, when, when like, writing the gothic kind of tale, like, mm-hmm. the fear and horror, the human horror, written from a woman's perspective, but for again, forgive me if I'm totally off the base here, mm-hmm. but it's a completely different understanding of what masculine fear is. Like, do you think, like, Clive Barker writes about, like, like missing his kid?
0: I don't know what the fuck he writes about, or...
1: He writes about people getting hooks in their dicks.
0: Yeah, he does. Clyde Barker's uh, yeah, he's very gay, and he writes about like those. Um, those Clyde Barker's those... gay. Clyde Barker's super gay. I don't he's know gay that. as the moon. Him and Chuck Palahniuk. Um, yeah, the both of them gay. By the way, guys out there, if you're like, huh, Fight Club has like homo like homophobic, uh, homoerotic <laughs> uh, themes, and it's like, yeah, it's because yeah, the dude's gay. Gay. It's yeah. like it's a, it's pretty much straight up. Yeah, about yeah, that. Yeah, it's a really gay book. Um, but yeah, that's uh And it's rad. But no, no, I mean, no. This is uh, yeah, this is.
1: Uh, we're continuing a trend here unconsciously.
0: I'm trying to think about. Like a feral and. Something uh, like feral, but yeah, something a little more straight and whatnot. in um, the Tuttle story. And the Tuttle story, the Tuttle story as well. They're all about. They're oddly enough, they're all stories about motherhood. Yeah. Um, which is kind of like again, yeah, yeah. Women write about other things as well, but for some reason, we keep going back to these stories. These I think uh, it's I think it's really fascinating. Suspenseful and, and kind of terrifying stories about uh, uh, motherhood in different kind of ends of the spectrum. Here.
1: Yeah, it's it's like I feel the anxiety in a different part of my body.
0: <laughs> yeah. But yeah, it's uh, uh I, I dig it. Did you also dig it? I dug it a lot. Um, I actually read it very
1: quickly. Unfortunately, I wish I had a little more time. But I tend to read the whole thing, basically top to bottom. I'm, I'm, I'm glad I picked her. I'm very into it. Mm-hmm. Like, I didn't even realize that Away from Her is based on her work, and I've always wanted to see that movie.
0: Yes, and Julieta or Julieta. What? Julieta. What? The uh, Pedro Almodovar film.
1: Oh, it's based on Alice Monroe. Based thing? on Almodovar. Yeah. I did not know that.
0: I actually here. I thought, uh, yeah, you would have.
1: Is your game oh all God, about Dad. Pedro Almodovar?
0: Uh, yeah, it's all Pedro stuff. Get Pedro. No, I've always... I, I love Almodovar films. And this is like... I know this is their his second most recent one. Mm. And, uh... Mm. Oh, boy. How do you spell the fucking...
1: Thing you mean Pedro Almodovar made a movie about women and motherhood?
0: Yeah, can what? you believe it? It sounds crazy. Have you seen it,
1: All About My Mother yet?
0: Which one? All About My Mother? Yeah. No. Hard title for me to say. All About My... All About My Mother. It's like... It's weirdly both... Simple and uh, yeah. It's based on three Todo short...
1: sobre mi madre is, a little, is a lot smoother. What, what? Todo sobre mi madre. Yeah, sure. Uh
0: based on uh three short stories from the book Runaway by Alistair Monroe.
1: Cool. So yeah, no I'm, I'm really in. I love the way she, I love the writing. It's so nebulous and it's all internal mm-hmm. and there's there's something very like discomforting about it and but it's still very human i'm I'm, I'm fascinated by it.
0: It, it it's almost exactly and again I keep I keep wanting to describe this as like as like like perfect American literature yeah absolutely but she's Canadian she's
1: Canadian North, Cl- perfect <laughs> so, North so American literature
0: North American literature yeah like go. this is like perfect encapsulation of it's like contemporary
1: short story of like writing.
0: contemporary short fiction literary fic- yeah literary fiction and whatnot so yeah yeah it's, it's almost kind of weird for me to kind of like get specific about her because like this is exactly what like, my mind pictures just literature reading like you know? I could see that she but she's great and again she's been doing this for fucking ever so like yeah, somebody a, tells me. That, years that the Monroe tendrils have kind of like seeped its way throughout like English speaking literature and Western yeah, culture. I can see such. that. But I, mean, Gab-
1: I bet like, like the New Yorker is like has been like like comp- shaped yes. heavily by her.
0: She's a big New Yorker writer, uh, and and somebody tells me that everyone yeah they 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 like their Monroes mm-hmm. So, uh, Gabriel. Yes, Daniel. Um, I tell you what. Uh, let's before we start uh talk wrapping up shit and what have you. <laughs> I think we should. Okay. Go on break. All right. And when we come back, we'll get final thoughts and hazy memories. Right? Chill. Gabriel. Yes. To break. Boom. Yes? What is that? This is Slow Readers. It sure is. America's Fast Literature Podcast. Totally
1: mcgoatly, scroatly. Gabriel?
0: Yeah? We are back. Yes, we are, Daniel. And it's time uh-huh. for us to play a sort of literary game. Oh,
1: boy. Actually, this is
0: more like literary than anything else. I guess more than anything. Okay. It's a short one. Okay. Because I wanted to do short games. Is it Gatekeeper? Yeah. Uh, no, it's not Gatekeeper.
1: Oh, I like Gatekeeper. Uh,
0: Yeah, well oh do it next time I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but uh yeah uh gabriel yeah uh kind of looking up Monroe, and i was thinking about like uh not to be so fucking morbid and negative but like you look at someone of her like age and i'm thinking like wow i think she's like older than like Oates and mccarthy and whatnot and i'm always surprised that have you ever done this where you look up an author you haven't heard of for a while and you're like Oh, you're still alive, yeah. So, Gabriel, oh, I just happened to Alice Monroe, yeah, for exactly, exactly. And she hasn't published a book since this one, so no, oh, well, oh. maybe she's resting on her laurel. She won the Nobel Prize, <laughs> she won a while ago, didn't she? Uh,
1: that was um, eight years ago,
0: yeah, it's forever ago. Uh, Gabriel, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, she won the Nobel Prize. She's like, done, yeah, I'm <laughs> out, Gabriel. Yep, this game is called mm-hmm. Are You Still Alive? Oh, no, Gabriel. Oh, dear. I'm going to name, I believe it's seven. This is morbid. Seven uh-huh. authors' names. Sure. You're going to tell me uh-huh. if this person is alive Okay. or not.
1: All right. This is very <laughs> morbid. All right. Are you ready? Uh, oh, alive as of February 23rd. Yes. 2020. So, Gabriel. Yes.
0: Are you ready to play? Yeah, I
1: am. I'm so ready. Hit are the, you hit, alive?
0: Hit the theme music. What? Silence, Earthling! (laughs) Gabriel. Yes. Your first person.
1: Okay.
0: Right off the bat, John Grisham. John Grisham's alive. Fine. Fuck you. God damn it. (laughs) I got a headspace ad. One second. Okay. One, and I can close it out. Final answer. Yes. you are correct. Yes, John Grisham is still alive. Plus, he has a new novel coming out. I think soon. Good
1: for him. Yeah. I've always
0: wanted to read one. Yeah. Well, uh, maybe we can. Uh, uh, yeah. Uh, maybe. Maybe <laughs> like
1: half of the year and next year, we'll do nothing but like cruddy bestsellers like Stuart Woods and John Grisham.
0: Yeah. Well, like '90s bestsellers, like the end of that age. You and know? your
1: copy of uh um, almost call it True Blood, um, uh, in Cold Blood,
0: <laughs> which I'm, for some reason fits there. Okay, moving yeah. okay. on. Okay. Gabriel. Yes. Your second author. Okay. Julia Alvarez, author of How the Garcia Girls Lost Their Accents and and In the Time of the Butterflies. butterflies.
1: She's still alive.
0: She's still alive. Final answer. Yes. 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 Gary, She is still alive. Thank goodness. (laughs) All right. Good job so far. You have two out of uh, two, correct? Yeah. Uh, Again, there's, uh, oh, my God. Do I have six? I thought I had seven. (gasps) Fuck. Yeah, whatever. All right. Ready? Yes. Moving on. Next one. Okay. Dean Koontz. F- author of Phantoms.
1: I feel <laughs> like I would have heard if he had died. Mm. Or maybe, like, as I've never cared. I think he's still alive. I think he's still alive. I think so. Final answer. Yes. Yee-haw!
0: Yes. Hey, Dean Koontz is still alive. Yeah. Probably putting up books still. Probably. Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I figure, like, like if if they died within the last ten years, I probably would have heard about it.
0: Yeah. Unless it's someone I've never heard of. Oh, here we go. I do have seven. Okay. All right, here we go. Cool. Uh, good job so far. Three out of three correct. Yeah. Moving on. Mm-hmm. Number four. Amy Tan. Amy Tan still alive. Amy Tan's still alive. Yes. Final answer. Yes. Got another ad for Headspace. <laughs> this one's uh... out to Headspace. There we go. Final answer. Yes. Yeehaw! Yeah, that is correct. I A- think I saw
1: an interview with her recently. Yes.
0: Uh, Amy Tan for the listeners is the author of the Joy Luck Club. Yes. Yeah. All right. So far four to four. Correct. Yeah, buddy. Moving on. All right. Is this person still alive? Okay. Larry McMurtry. I don't
1: know who that is.
0: Author of Lonesome Dove, uh, The Last Picture Show, I believe he wrote. Oh, he did? Cool. Yeah. Um, but basically, yeah, he wrote all those books. Have you seen Last Picture Show? No. Also- That's, that's I, like one of my top 20 favorite movies. I can actually look that up if that's the same one or if I just confuse the names together. But like, yeah, he wrote about like America Western. That's
1: an amazing movie. Stuff on it. Um, Lonesome I'm Dove. I'm going to guess he's dead.
0: You're going to guess he's dead? Yes. Final answer? Yes. One second, let me get the thing up. Final answer? Yes. Bummer. Oh, well, this is, that's great news. He, he's still alive. Larry McMurtry is still alive. Good job, Larry. Out there still writing historical westerns and historical hey, fiction.
1: Even if I'm wrong about someone being <laughs> dead, I still win because they're still alive.
0: True that. Okay. So far, okay. So you have one wrong out of but four correct. You have two more. Okay. Next one. Mm-hmm. Charles Portis, author of True Grit. I think he's dead. You think he's dead? Yes final answer yes Gabriel did he just die he died like within the
1: week yes um, uh on trivia night they mm-hmm. had mentioned it yeah okay. I was the only one like on my team who knew who he was
0: I was filling this out and for some reason uh Charles Portis was a name I want to look at because I was like he's still alive and I look mm-hmm. this up and it's like dead I was like dead he dead. died February seventeenth, twenty
1: twenty. Wow, that so was
0: very recent. So like this author who wrote uh, a story it was less than a week ago that now. is incredibly influential to me pr- in particular mm-hmm. died very recently. Very influential to Ben Portishead as well. Very, very. I have to assume very big. I have no idea where they get their names from. Yeah, me neither. Charles Port, yeah. Charles Portis wrote *True Grit*, uh, *Gringos*, and a bunch of other books that was very really successful. He hasn't published something in a while, but yeah. So that's. But he's dead. Very sad. <laughs> Sorry to hear it. Mm-hmm. That's it. Rest in rest in peace, Charles. Rest, rest in peace, Charles, my boy. All right, right. So far, you got uh uh five, five out of the correct. six uh, the six are correct. So yes. Correct. This last one is worth a hundred points.
1: Oh no! Do I lose hundred points if I get it wrong?
0: No, you gain. Okay. You, good. you gain a hundred. You're getting ninety nine. Okay. But you gain a hundred if you get it right. Okay. okay. Last one. Mm-hmm. Daniel Woodrell. I think he's still alive. Author of Winter's Bone and uh, fucking another ad. <laughs> and like, uh, give me a kiss and whatnot. Okay, Gabriel thinks he's still alive. Yes. Final answer. Yes. He- All right. He- Hundred times, Gabriel. He is still alive. I win. Dana Woodrill, out there, that motherfucking Ozarkian motherfucker. Uh, I bet if I
1: knew who Larry McMurtry was, I would have had a perfect score. Um.
0: Yeah. Maybe. Yeah, let me see. How, I wonder how old he is. Uh, but well that's oh, how you play. Are you still alive? What? I would have <laughs> loved it if you just got an alert. It's like, and he's dead. <laughs> let me see. Uh, he might have died in the past like day or two. Yeah. <laughs> he's very old. Oh, he's, no, he's very old. He was born in 36.
1: Yeah. He is one year older than Alice Monroe.
0: Yeah. He wrote, Uh, yeah, he wrote the last picture show in terms of endearment.
1: Cool. I've actually, oh, really? In terms of endearment?
0: Yeah. I should read
1: both of those. That's and, another one of my favorite movies. It's a great movie.
0: Horseman Pass By? Was that a movie? Aww. Yeah, inspired the film Hud, starring Paul Newman. Oh, her okay. Hud's good. But yeah, he wrote, uh, as you can see, he did, um... oh, wait. Oh, he uh, co-adapted the uh, screenplay for Brokeback Mountain.
1: Hey, that's pretty cool.
0: So yeah, no, he's a pretty he's a pretty chill dude. Good job, Larry. Uh, that's how you play. Are you still alive? Are you still alive? Gabriel, good job. I, th- I win. I think you got six plus 100, so 106 points. Sweet. That's not bad. That's usually my body temperature. Not perfect, though. No, it's not perfect.
1: <laughs> Gabriel. Asian parents, very disappointed.
0: There you go. Gabriel. Uh-huh. Uh, let's throw it to break one more time. When we come back, we're going to do final thoughts, uh, hazy memories, and talk about what we're going to do next. Timpin'! throw it to break. Welcome back. Hello, everyone. Dear listener readers. What's happening? To Slow Readers. The only explicit
1: bad boy literature <laughs> podcast on the
0: airwaves. Waves, waves, waves. Yeah, you said it. Mm-hmm. That's a sound bit, by the way. You hit yeah. a button and the button said that.
1: Yeah, I paid a man for that. I know. A lot.
0: They did a great job debt. cutting that over. And also yeah. me talking over your, yeah. your <laughs> words. Yeah. Uh, right. uh, Gabriel, uh-huh. uh, we have a couple more things to do. Yes, uh, Daniel. First off, we're going to do... First off, we got to do, uh, first off, we got to do, little thing called Final Memories.
1: Final Memories? <laughs> final final memories. Destinations. Uh, get it
0: with this book. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I guess so.
1: Gabriel. They're never really final, I suppose.
0: Uh, yeah, that's fine. Uh, 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 f- f- final thoughts about The uh, Gravel by Alice Munro, the 2011 story, Uh-huh. published in 2012 in the Short in the collection, short collection, dear life. Dear life.
1: It uh, also won the Man Booker Prize.
0: Yeah, no one cares. What's the Man Booker? What a weird title. What a strange title. What does it mean? Hey Booker, get your man out of here. Hey man, get your Booker out of my face. Yeah, that's it. Um, Gabriel. Yeah. Uh, uh, final thoughts. Uh, gravel finals. I'm very grateful. Well, grateful is probably the wrong word. <laughs> I'm very glad
1: I picked this one and uh, picked this collection. Picked that story. Um, I'm in. Um'm yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm maybe not like 100% head over heels in love yet. Um, maybe I need to just, like, I just work through this collection, find the one that really hits me in the gut. Um, but I the, the craft is impeccable and it's it's you know, it made me my, my gauge is often did it make me feel anything <laughs> and this made me feel a whole lot of uncomfortable stomach churny, like deep discomfort I haven't thought about since I was a child feelings. Um, it's, it's great writing. It's like undoubtedly great writing and I'm excited to check out more.
0: Hmm.
1: What about you, Daniel? What are your final thoughts on gravel by Alice Monroe? Yeah,
0: definitely there. Like again, like this and like Carver, are the most like kind of literary things, um, Carver, I can, you can explicitly have a thing. It's like, Oh, here's this guy who writes very in very like terse kind of like minimalistic kind of like language or what have you. Um, but like Dirty realism, dirty realism about like. Like alcoholism and marriages falling apart, and just mm-hmm. like you know, nue and just you know, people falling apart, and like this, like uh, I, I'm curious because from what you said, the other stories were, were kind of about and whatnot. Like she clearly has like themes of her own. Yes, and, and it's very interesting to find this out. And I wouldn't mind down the line doing another Monroe um, story. Let's do
1: it. Um, um, I, um, last we were at the last bookstore, the best bookstore in L.A., downtown mm. L.A. Anyway. Um, I was trying to find another like a collection of hers. I was curious in checking out um, uh, the they one know. of all the ships, but I, I didn't, you know,
0: didn't find it. Is that what it's actually? Called? No, it's like like
1: <laughs> like friendship, love ship, hardship.
0: It is. Is that the name of the book? Or? Yeah, same of the book. Okay, does it say on the inside of that? Yeah, probably. Let me find it. <laughs> yeah. That's uh, no, great. Peace, ship, friendship, courtship, loveship, marriage. Okay. All right. Yeah. No, she sounds uh. She sounds like, like a her. cool dude. She's a cool dude. Yeah, cool yeah. bro. No, I, I'm, I'm really into her. I wanna, yeah, I want to read more. Let's like,
1: go to let's go to British Columbia and go to the bookstore mm-hmm. that no longer has any affiliation with her,
0: and that and that is entirely very much focused on the concept of Southern Ontario Gothic. Yeah, yeah. what does that mean? Um, you go there and the building is Southern Ontario Gothic. Yeah, just yeah. like
1: completely. Yeah, There's bro- like a I'm gargoyle sorry. like making like pancakes and playing hockey.
0: Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's yeah, that's that's Southern Ontario, Gothic. Uh, Gabriel, yes, Daniel. Uh, one little thing we had to do about this story—it's a little thing called hazy memories. Hazy memories. And it's basically indebted to us by our old buddy, uh, Shawnee B. Horny. Shawnee B. Horny. A.k. Jonathan B. Hayes from the Whip Brown podcast, where you get your weird news.
1: Indeed, every Wednesday, check them out. They're good friends of ours. Yes. Uh, Gabriel. Yeah. Years
0: from now, uh-huh. years in the year 2040. 2040- Two. Mm-hmm. When you remember having, I'm rid- not
1: gonna be alive, Daniel.
0: <laughs> That's true. The gypsy foresaw. The gypsy foresaw that you will be dead, and your own children will do it.
1: Yes. All
0: right, Gabriel. Years uh, from now, when you remember having five rid- dogs, will call my children. Have a little story. Yeah, they're gonna eat you. They'll be alive. Uh, little chihuahuas <laughs> just fucking eating you, like oh, gobbling you up will. slowly. That's okay by me. Um, but uh, e- uh <laughs> I was gonna say eating you from the ground up again. <laughs> um. Uh, what do you remember having read a story called Gravel by Alice Munro? What comes
1: to your mind? I'm going to think about, like, so there's that one little bit, like, apparently also near the end of the story, um, that the gravel pit has been filled in and now there's, like, a house or something over yeah, it. Yeah,
0: the house was built over it. Yeah,
1: it's like, like, it, it's, it's more like the feeling, she, like, the story elicited out of me yeah. that, like, of, you you I don't know about you, Daniel, but mm-hmm. do you remember those... Horrible feelings of being a kid and not knowing what to do. Of, like, facing against something that's just so much bigger, that's way above your pay grade as a child. I was an extremely anxious little kid. So, uh-huh. for me, I was perpetually in this thing of, like, of fear and of not knowing where I belonged and what I was supposed to do. Uh, like, the way that Monroe gets back in that headspace. Like, of that moment where, like... like Carol throws the dog in the water and jumps after her. And it's like, do the thing. And then, like, the narrator just sits, mm-hmm. like, knowing what they're supposed to do, what they what's, what's happening, but not being able to wrap their brain around it. Like, that feeling, it, it almost nauseates me. Yeah. It's really cool. It's really impressive. So, that's my hazy memory.
0: That's your hazy memory. That for you, down.
1: dog. Um, No, that's actually. Speaking of
0: dogs. Speaking of dogs. For you, Blitzy. <laughs> oh, Blitzy. I'm sorry, Blitzy. Poor, poor Blitzy. Um, I don't know. There's a couple things. Instead of just like piggybacking on something that would probably be too similar to what you said, um, I'm gonna go back and say what I like that what we talked about before. Um, when he when uh Neil, uh, mommy's Neil. new mommy's new guy, uh, he just like is super suspicious with just like you know like hey man things happen you just gonna take it as you leave him and mm-hmm. and then hearing about how like he's an actor, but he's not really an actor. He and like.
1: He happened to be Banco because he
0: fit. Yeah. He happened to Banco before that. He was like part of like a Greek course or something yeah. like that <laughs> in high school. And like now he's like a quote unquote actor in like this probably small little like an Ontario uh, yeah, town. theater company. And like and it's just like like right away you hear that and you just go like, oh, I do not trust him.
1: Yeah, God, no. And don't leave your husband for
0: that, man. Yeah. If you want to leave your husband, leave the husband. Don't leave him for like a. And completely unstable guy. <laughs> well, then again, she was pregnant. She was pregnant, and it might not have even have been her kid. Yeah, apparently, his kid, yeah I mean.
1: apparently Brent, the baby that's born, is really boring and resembles the dad more. yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Is, it's
0: like that kind of feeling of basically just like you see, you see uh, again, like this this woman who probably wants like like a, a kind of like a uh, what do you call it? like a restart on her life yeah. a little bit, and she basically hitches her cart to the wrong horse here. Yeah, and you can kind of tell that right away, and you're just like, ah, you're gonna make a mistake. Yeah. But, yeah, but the story
1: is not about judging the mom it's, either. It's not. No, it's not at all about that.
0: In fact, it's not. Re- I almost thought it was entirely going to be about the mother from the beginning. But like, yeah, clearly it becomes yeah. a whole other sort of thing. Yeah, or
1: these are these aren't stories about fault or blame. It's just about the choices that we make. No, uh, out of anything, and how we don't know why we made them sometimes.
0: Uh, especially because, like again, like the t- two stories, all about kind of like fear of like like losing control or losing or forgetting to protect your, chi- your children and, or not necessarily forgetting, but like yeah. in a moment where you took your eyes off your child yeah. for. One A second moment of weakness. You, like it, it, you looked away for one second and then something bad happened. And I'm sure everyone's going to be like, why weren't you there? And be like, I looked away for one second. Yeah. yeah. And that's what fucking children are like. You look nightmare. away one second and they joke. You know, Utter they nightmare. Off. Utter nightmare. They're crazy. Children mm-hmm. awful. Gabriel. Yeah. I think we need to set Alice Monroe. by Alice. Man Booker award winner. <laughs> and oh boy. Mm-hmm. and uh And yeah. And, and we're going to set her aside and talk about her maybe another time down the way. Yeah. And we need to talk about what we're going to read next time. What is it, dude? Gabriel. Speaking of authors who are still alive, uh-huh. I for the, at the in a very last-minute kind of selection.
1: Gabriel Garcia Marquez. Uh,
0: no. Oh, he's none of those things. <laughs> he's none of those things. He we will get to him. He's also long dead. Mm-hmm. Um, not long dead. Actually, he died in like twenty. Only a couple years 12, ago. 14 or something like that.
1: Yeah, it was yeah. only a few years ago. It's crazy.
0: He was old. He was old, dude. Them Latins, they they yeah, die boy, old. Boy,
1: he like. looked good though.
0: Um, yeah. I tell you what though. Uh you know we're going to no we're going to go to a little guy named Daniel Woodrell da- what? uh Daniel Woodrell
1: I've never really I've uh, Daniel Woodrell
0: Woodrow Woodrell uh.
1: I don't, I've always been Unsure if you were Saying Woodrow Or Woodrell Oh Wood, Woodrell. Woodrell Woodrell
0: Uh Author of, of uh, More famous stories Such as uh, Winter's Bone Which is made into The 2010 Jennifer Lawrence Starring movie. Dale Dickey And Dale Dickey And America's Sweetheart Dale Dickey mm-hmm. uh, uh, I love Dale Dickey So much And Teardrop <laughs> teardrop. uncle teardrop uncle teardrop i'm sorry was it john hawks john hawks thank you and um uh also uh it kind of i'll talk about this next next time but like the uh, weirdly obsessed with like this move that isn't very good called woe to live on adapted into the film uh, Ride with the devil by ang lee mm-hmm. um but you know before
1: the devil knows you're dead is that him too
0: no i don't i don't know if that was based on anything was it
1: i feel like it was
0: I well it's not it's not Woodrow. it's not woodrell but um yeah no, we're gonna to go to his short story collection the outlaw album and read the first story from the collection all right the story called the echo of neighborly bones cool yeah uh speaking of gothic and yeah he's ozark gothic yeah i heard an
1: outlaw album and i'm like is it a bunch of waylon jennings stuff
0: um you'll see uh cool. that, that said uh yeah i'm excited to get for that uh next time Woodwell, uh a dude who's pretty cool <laughs> Still alive. Yeah, still alive. I mean, that's that's where the, that that's it. where the money is.
1: Mm-hmm. Still alive. Can make money for. Actually, that's not true. You can make a lot of money if you're dead.
0: Monroe, you can make more I money. Mean, look at Bologna. Yeah. <laughs> um, got huge after he died. Mm-hmm. Look at George Bailey. Look at George Bailey. Bailey's bones. <laughs>
1: yes, that's exactly what I meant. <laughs>
0: Gabriel. Uh huh. Uh, one little thing we need to do. Yeah. Gabriel, can you plug?
1: Sure. Um, Ladies and gentlemen, if you haven't done it already, please check out Self-Evident Asian America Stories. It's a cultural heritage documentary podcast about the Asian American experience. I produced episode three. I wrote it. It's about me. I made it, um, and it was featured on the AV Club. I'm very, very proud of it. Um, It's still out there. Give self-evident your love. They're awesome. I think they're gearing up for season two. We'll see how it goes.
0: Season two. Um, I
1: already told you guys to give us some stars, so I'm not going to bother you with that again. Um, follow me on Instagram at read.richards read like reading a book
0: Daniel plug Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at top radio on Instagram where I'm mainly active at slow readers I promise to get more active actually recently I need to get
1: I haven't posted on my Instagram in like weeks
0: yeah I need to do that again Uh, and also you can buy my fiction anywhere you get your ebooks and whatnot your ebooks retailers you can buy physical editions on Amazon they are a cook in the kingdom and the shadow from the deep go to Kobo Go to Kobo. They're on there. Go down a well and shout Kobo. <laughs> Go to a well and just shout Kobo. 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 Are you? See Redbeard by Kurosawa. Great movie. Red. Red beard. Red be- great beard. Ugh, God, I should have done like mouth exercises before starting this. <laughs> I know I'm saying this like 50 minutes into the yeah, episode. At the end of the episode. It's like you know I should have warmed Should've up. Should have warmed up yeah now my technically my mouth should be more warmed up than ever instead of just like i'm falling apart instead
1: of just like crumbling well now
0: the caffeine's finally hitting me i was really tired when i started yeah man uh so yeah that said um this is where we start our mini show called uh the caffeine boys coffee guys we're basically we talk about uh is that that the name of it? what i said the caffeine boys you said the coffee boys (laughs) coffee guys just said (laughs) Uh, yeah we're dying. That's it. All right, that's the end of the show. Bye, everyone. <laughs> end it. This has been a Top Count Radio production. Executive produced by Daniel Gonzalez and Gabriel Mara. For more shows and information, go to topcountradio.com.